It was this fucking thinking that literally changed my entire life. Tom Hardy said, being alone for a while is dangerous. It's actually addicting. Once you see how peaceful it is, you don't want to deal with people anymore. And oh my god, fucking preach, Tom Hardy. I fucking love that. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nix. Today's topic is a very, very important topic, I feel. It played a massive part in the rehabilitation of my life as an individual. And I wanted to dive deep into all the different aspects of being alone. There's so many people out there that are absolutely fearful of being alone and I wanted to get into the magic that can happen from being in your own company. And this isn't a clinical perspective. You know, I haven't been to Harvard. This is more just a lived experience perspective. And you already know that. That's why you're listening. I'm going to start... When I was at a very young age, I actually went through intergenerational abuse and so did my mum and it just kind of trickled down all the way to me. And because of that, I didn't really have a good connection with my mum or my dad really. My mum hadn't been given the right tools to form a connection with her child and so she wasn't able to do that so anyway what I did was I spent a lot of fucking time on my own and if I was going through issues at school whether it be bullying whether it be boys or or to be honest at a very young age I was kind of confused about my sexuality because I was finding that I was attracted to females more than males but because I didn't have that connection with my mum due to intergenerational abuse I wasn't able to have that conversation with mum to say hey what the fuck is wrong with me why am I not like my friends all my friends are fucking talking about these boys and shit and and I'm standing here looking at my friends (laughs) so I didn't really yeah I didn't really have anyone to kind of talk to so I was always by myself. What I used to do to kind of fill the void, I suppose, of not having somebody to offload to is, and I was doing this, I'd say, at around the age of 10, 11, 12, I would get on my bike and I would ride round and round our backyard and I'd start fucking talking to myself and I'd start inventing these, these different characters I would pretend I was Sally Jesse or I was Ricky Lake and I'd start interviewing these make-believe characters and I'd start talking about some of the issues that I was having and I'd actually reply as Sally Jesse or Ricky Lake giving this very informative advice to myself about the issues that I was going with. So I was pretty resourceful in terms of utilizing my alone time to try to fucking help myself out. Anyways, moving on from that, what I found is that through my childhood and things like that, I was actually a very desperate 
individual. I was desperate in terms of trying to win people over, trying to get attention, trying to get approval, acceptance, worthiness. And I was like this with friends, with family. And it was just, to be honest, I felt like I was such a fucking weirdo because I was always on my own. And that was me not understanding that actually being on my own was a very powerful fucking thing. You know, I can't let myself down if I'm on my own. When you are spending a lot of time on your own, you find yourself doing things that actually make you feel good. You don't waste your time or fucking energy doing shit that fucks with you or makes you feel really ratchet about yourself. But because I was so young... I didn't understand the magic and the superpowers that came from being alone. So then I would put myself in situations where I would pretty much do anything in terms of going against my morals, going against my values, going against my parents' rules, just to try to be accepted into a group of friends and so forth. Anyway, once I was about 13, I got a partner. And it wasn't, or 13 or 14, I got my first partner. And it wasn't long after that, that I was pregnant with our child. And then we got us a house. You, You will hear more about this, or you've probably heard more about this on my other podcast where I delve deep into my life and my upbringing and things like that. What I'm trying to say is from the age of 13 or 14, I had a partner all the way until the age of 27. Not the same partner, but what would happen is I would come out of a relationship and literally go running straight into the arms of somebody else. And what I found, where did that stem from? That stemmed from me continuously trying to get approval and acceptance so that I could fucking feel worthy. Because the way in which I had been raised and from what I observed in my early years was that actually you don't want to fucking be alone because you're worthless if you're alone. Nobody wants to hang out with you. You're not alone by choice. You know, it's because no one wants to be around you. So I never, ever fucking wanted to be alone. So I always, as soon as I come out of a relationship, I went straight into another relationship That one would end after a couple of years, boom, I was straight into a marriage. And it continued like that all the way till I was 27 years old. So now I'm going to jump straight into the first time I was 100% alone. I was sitting in a place that you might be able to, or that you might have heard of, and it's called Rock Bottom. So for me, rock bottom was sitting in a jail cell at Dame Phyllis Frost Women's Maximum Security Prison in Melbourne. And while I was sitting in there, I was thinking, oh my fucking God, I'm all alone again. I've got no friends. I've got no family because of the things that led me to be sitting in that jail cell. And I've got nobody to contact. I've got nobody to call because I don't even know anyone's fucking numbers and probably nobody would answer anyway because at this point I had become an individual that 
nobody really wanted to be around and it was because I was just so filled with trauma and pain that I didn't want to deal with it and I didn't want to be surrounded by people that reminded me of that trauma and pain because then that reminded me that I had some shit that I needed to fucking deal with and I didn't want to be reminded of that. So anyways, I'm sitting in this fucking jail cell and I've got nobody around me and I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I've been alone my whole fucking life. Yeah, I could be in a room filled with people but I still felt alone. So I thought, <sighs> I need to fucking do something. At this stage, when I was sitting in that jail cell, I was 30 years old. 30 fucking years old. And I thought, what is the next 30 years going to look like for me? I need to fucking do something and actually it was in that jail cell that I decided you know what I'm gonna fucking reinvent myself just like when you go to a fridge you probably would relate to this when we clean our fridges out we go to the fridge and we pick up the cheese we look at the expiry date we wonder whether or not we could stretch this cheese out a couple more fucking days or if we think that, nah, it can't be salvaged, we chuck that cheese in the bin. Well, in that jail cell, I thought to myself, this is how I'm going to reinvent myself. And I'm not going to do it with a fuckload of people all around me. You know, maybe I would if I had a choice. <laughs> but at this stage, I had no fucking choice. So I thought, now is actually the perfect time for me to find out who the fuck I am. You know, from being desperate my childhood, desperate for connection, desperate for approval, acceptance, all the way to the age of fucking 27 years old, I had been so consumed with people-pleasing that I had no fucking idea who the hell I was. And what the fuck does Nicola like? What does Nix enjoy doing? What doesn't she enjoy doing? Because I had become so consumed with trying to fucking do whatever my men wanted me to do. Whatever they wanted me to wear. Whatever they wanted me to fucking act like. Whatever they wanted me to cook. That I forgot what, what my favorite meal was. And I forgot what my fucking fashion sense was. So now was this opportunity that I had been presented pretty much by the universe to really create this badass bitch. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what do I fucking like? What do I want to do when I get out of jail? You know, what kind of person do I want to become? Do I want to carry on passing down the tools that my mum gave me? Because her mum gave her those and her mum gave her those. Or do I want to lay out all those tools and kind of, just like we would with the cheese, look at the expiry date and say, yeah, no, nah, that's outdated. I won't, I will, I'll put that in the, in the garbage. I won't pass that on to my children. And that's what I did. I pulled out a pen and a paper and I started writing down all the types of things that I didn't want to carry on into the next 30 years. Uh, one of the main things for me, Farno, was I was very, very fucking insecure. 
and I was very, very, I was a very, very jealous person. And to be honest, that stemmed from when I was younger and I was just constantly trying to fucking get attention so that I could try to feel this thing called love that my friends would receive from their mums and things like that. It's, you know, me and my mum, our connection now is fucking, it's, it's amazing. It's everything I always wanted. But, you know, now we're 35 and her and I are just starting to kind of unravel our relationship. But when I was younger and I was wanting this attention and this love and this connection from my mum, but... It was kind of like me wanting oranges from a fucking apple tree. You know, this apple tree, all this apple tree knows what to bear is apples, not oranges. And that's why I would start to fucking feel alone and go crazy and stuff like that. So anyways, I'm sitting in that jail cell, I'm writing out my list and I've got to literally take it all the way back to when I was young and I've got to start sifting through all of those things and I've got to start thinking about all of the things that I never got when I was younger. So now moving forward, when I get home to New Zealand and I get access to my daughter and to my son, I'm going to give them all the fucking things that I never got. So I'm going to build that connection with my daughter. I want my daughter to feel like she can come and tell me about boys. But I'm not manifesting that far now. I'll fucking say that right now. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. All those things that I was wanting. I don't want my daughter to have to feel like she has to put herself in some fucked up situations. Just to feel loved. Just to feel accepted. And it started with me. So I'm writing all these things down far now. I'm also writing down, you know, all the things that kind of made me become this insecure, jealous person. And another thing that I needed to write down was what are my boundaries? You know, what are the rules that I'm going to put in place that I expect people to abide by if they want to be in my fucking presence? No longer am I going to fucking just allow any old body who disrespects me, who fucking shits all over my boundaries to be present in my life. Fuck that. I thought right now I'm all alone and I'm actually okay being all alone. I can think without external influences distracting me and pulling me this way and pulling me fucking that way. I can do shit that I want to fucking do. I can do things that make me happy. I can wear what the fuck I want to wear. I can eat what the hell I want to eat. I can say what the fuck I want to say without somebody saying, oh, you shouldn't be saying that. No, fuck you. And this is the kind of mentality that I started to, these are the shoes I stepped into, Fano, when I was by myself. And so I had to come up with these boundaries and come up with these rules. And I realized in that moment, it doesn't matter if you're my family, if we've got the same fucking blood, if I grew up with you, if you're a family friend or whatever, 
It is a privilege to be in my presence, not a fucking right. Nobody has the right to be in my life anymore. I don't need you in my fucking life. And if you are going to be in my life, you better respect me. You better fucking not shit all over my boundaries. And I came into these this badass bitch fucking mentality. And that would never have happened if I didn't take that time out to be on my fucking own. So what had happened was being alone made me realize that actually, Nicola, you can only depend on yourself. You can only depend on or rely on yourself for your fucking happiness. No longer will you go with a man or run to the arms of a man just so you can feel fucking worthy. Because there's a saying and it says, if you go looking for approval, acceptance, if you can't give approval, acceptance or worthiness or gratification to your fucking self, then no matter how much anyone else gives it to you, it'll never be enough. And so that's what I had to do. I had to start feeling that I approved of my own self, that I accepted my own self, that I was worthy of a fucking good life and a happy life, and that if I wanted that, I had to give that to my fucking self. Because if I relied on other people to do it, they could fuck me over and then I'm back to square one. And I didn't want that. Obviously, I don't fucking want that for the next 30 years. So this is the kind of stuff that I had to start thinking. And honestly, it was this fucking thinking that literally changed my entire life. So I've been thinking, I've stepped into these shoes four years ago. And these last four years have been the biggest fucking four years of my entire life. And it's because of that changed perspective, that changed mentality, that positive fucking outlook. Now I have boundaries, whānau, and those boundaries look a little something like this. I love my alone time that much that I will not allow for anyone to fuck with it. Now, because I am somebody that is on social media, my whole life is out there embarrassing parts, my triumphs, my trauma, everything is out there. But I don't give a fuck. I value my privacy. And if you can't respect that, you know, I have a lot of people that say, hey, it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. If I if I jump on a live stream and I say, hey, when you see me and I'm, you know, and I'm out at a dinner with my fucking family, with my partner and my fucking children, and you see me eating with my family and enjoying that fucking time, refrain, stop your fucking self from coming over and asking me for a photo in that fucking moment. Have a little bit of fucking respect for me and my family. And I have people say, oh, it comes with the territory. Honestly, that shit winds me up and I say to those people you go get fucked because just because I'm on social media I'm still a fucking human you know and I'll put out I give my everything to everyone to entertain you to motivate you to inspire you but if you see me out having a fucking moment with my family have some fucking respect and that's how I am and I think it's that type of mentality that's got me to where I am today. 
I've seen a lot of other influencers online that will, you know, they sidestep their morals and their fucking values just to please these people that are listening to them on social media or watching them on social media. And, you know, do you, boo, but that ain't fucking me. That is not me. Another thing is I do not allow myself to be in the presence of people that do nothing but backstab, talk shit, gossip about other people. I don't fucking want to listen to that, and neither should you, Fano. to be honest. We should be more focused about fucking raising our children, because they're a fucking, that's, that's a whole vibe on its own, but we should be more focused on staying in our own fucking lane, not worrying about what old Mary over here is doing with her family and her kids, not worrying about what old Karen over here's husband's fucking her sister and all this shit. Shit, if, you, if you're too focused about what everyone else is doing, your fucking backyard must be absolutely spotless. You know what I mean, Fano? I'm, I'm on that kind of kaupapa. I don't have time for that kind of shenanigans because I'm too focused on where the fuck I'm going, where my family's going, that I don't have time to look over at my left neighbour and my right neighbours. And I think, you know, it was honestly all of this stuff, all this stuff that I talk, all the stuff that are, the way that I think, it all came from that moment that I was sitting in that fucking cell. And I thought to myself, when I get out, I don't know what's going to happen first and foremost. But what I do fucking know is I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to stay in my fucking lane. I'm not going to allow anyone to shit on me. I'm not going to allow anyone to disrespect me, talk shit about me. Because I'm not going to be doing that to anybody. I'm going to be focused on my family, focused on my fucking journey. And that's all I'm going to be doing. And because of that, and because of that mentality, Fano, I think that is why I am standing here today. Tom Hardy said, being alone for a while is dangerous. It's actually addicting. Once you see how peaceful it is, you don't want to deal with people anymore. And oh my God, fucking preach, Tom Hardy. I fucking love that. Like I've said in this podcast, when you're alone, it is. It is fucking addicting. When my children and my partner is at work and my children are at school, our entire, we've got a big house, our entire house is absolutely quiet and I fucking love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. I am never bored in my own company. There's always something that I could be fucking doing and I think this stems all the way back to when I was a young girl. I always found ways to fucking keep myself occupied. Now, there's a lot of people that when the minute that they're alone, they sit there and they start feeling like they need people around them. And then they start feeling depressed because actually everyone's busy and doing this and that, that they don't have anyone around them. Well, I'm not like that. There are so many things that could be fucking done around the house. And if I feel as though I've done everything around the house, that's a time where I can sit down and do some self-management. Shit, maybe I can do some self-reflecting. Maybe I can think to myself, shit, how, have I, how, are, how am I feeling? Nicola, are you okay? 
How are you feeling physically, psychologically? Are you struggling with anything? Because in order to fix something, you first need to identify what the fuck is going on, what is actually broken. So I always check in with myself, and I feel as though when you're surrounded with a lot of fucking people, you're too distracted to be able to check in with yourself to see how the fuck you're doing. So that's what I love. That These are the types of things that I love about being on my own. And the other thing as well is I could be in a very, very quiet place, but do you think it's quiet in my fucking head? I don't think so. That shit's like I'm at a fucking concert. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> There's another saying here. You can never be lonely if you thoroughly enjoy the company of the person you're alone with. Now that right there is something that we all need to stop and fucking think about. Are you happy with the person that you have become? When you look in the mirror, are you happy with the person who's staring back at you? Because if you're not happy, then you need to do some fucking work. And all that time when you're alone and you're thinking about, oh God, I wish my mate Media was over here. Oh God, I wonder what Josephine's doing. Hey, how about you do some mahi on yourself and get yourself up to that standard where you can look in that mirror and say, fuck, I love you so much. Anyway, guys, there is a power in being alone and it depends on how you want to utilize that. It depends on how you want to fucking look at that because you have the ability to take that alone time and turn it into a life-changing fucking experience. Anyway, guys, that's enough from me today. Thank you so much for joining me and hope to see you back here next week on Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nick. Love yous.